Hi everyone, it's Melissa White. Welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm so pleased to be with you again for this episode. We're going to chat about past lives and reincarnation. And I know that this is a really huge topic. And I would preface it by saying, obviously, I am not the be all end all. I'm not claiming to have all of the answers, but I will share with you my perspective, my experience, my opinion, um, and you know, what spirit has shown me and what I've learned over the years. So I would invite you to just enjoy, relax. Um, if you have questions that pop up while listening to this episode, I would love to hear them. So do feel free to email me, melissawhitemedium at gmail.com. And it's something that we could explore maybe on a on another episode, a follow-up episode. So I hope that you're well wherever you are, wherever you're listening. Um, and let's get into it. So I don't know that I always had a belief in past lives until I really started working with spirit consciously and on purpose. However, I do remember... And I don't know even know if this is really connected, but I do remember being a child, like being young and really experiencing a ton of deja vu. And I would have to think perhaps that could be some kind of indication that at least maybe it's not so much an indication of past lives, but maybe it's an indication of parallel lives and, and things like this. Like if you want to get into the quantum physics of parallel lives, which to me, my brain, I just feel like it's like my mind is blown when I start to really think about that and how that might actually work. Um, but it feels very true to me and it feels very real. Um, but yeah, so I had tons of deja vu as a child. I'm sure many of you listening have also had that. It still happens to me once in a while, but I would say it was more prevalent when I was young. Um, but like I said, so I, I didn't necessarily always have that um, belief system. And then when I started to do readings for people, I noticed every once in a while, depending on who I was reading for, I would start to see these images and these movies in my mind. It was like the whole story would play out in my mind. And I became aware very easily that, oh, this is a previous experience. This is a previous incarnation for this person. And at first, I was a little bit nervous to share what I was getting or seeing because I had this feeling that with past lives, oftentimes there's not a ton of evidence that you could offer someone. Like if you're seeing them in an ancient civilization, it's not really likely that you're going to be able to go and they're going to be able to look up that information and find the person that they were. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's probably not ever going to happen. Um, but I started to recognize though, that there was power in it, that there was something about the context of that life. Like there was something that they could take from it, something that they could learn from it. And there was also something that usually they could release from it, you know, like from looking at that lifetime. And so I, I slowly started being very carefully, you know, just mentioning it to people um, where I felt the reading had gone very well and they were very open and receptive. And I'd already given them lots of proof and evidence of, you know, their loved ones in spirit. So it's not like I was just 
meeting them for the first time and, you know, kind of babbling on about these past lives that I couldn't prove, you know? Um, but what I found is that people were so receptive and it made sense to them, even if in the moment when I'm telling them about what I was receiving, it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal to me. So I kind of just slowly started to do that. And I was interested. I, I did have, um, past life regression. I think I did one or two years ago and it was fascinating. You know, it was really interesting. Some of the things that I saw and some of the things that I recognized about my own soul and where I've been and where I've come from. Um, and so I had, I had an interest in that personally as well to sort of know why sometimes it's a good a good way to find out why you might have such a strong affinity with something or a strong dislike or a strong fear of something that seems to be something that we can sometimes trace back not always but we can sometimes trace it back to previous incarnations previous experiences and so I found that interesting. Um, I, I did take a course in reading the Akashic Records. And for those of you that don't know, the Akashic Records is what we call the memory of the universe. It's sort of like um, a library where every soul has like the book of their lifetimes, you know, so it's, it's all stored there. Every thought, every word, every emotion, experience. And it's more of a vibration. It's not actually a literal place. It's a vibration um, that you can access. What I didn't realize being psychic and mediumistic is that we access it all the time very naturally. So sometimes I think students are really wanting to like study it and learn some kind of complicated process to finally reach the Akashic records, you know, and I actually think it's so simply done with intention, especially if you're already intuitive, you're already working with your, um, your guides and your angels and your, you know, you've got that, that connection psychically and also, especially mediumistically, it seems to me it's pretty much there for us. Um, if we, if we care to look, you know, and if it's, if it's of interest, we can definitely go there. So I'm not saying that those courses are not valuable, but I just think that it's probably a lot more simple than we might realize. Now, keep in mind, a past life reading is a lot different than a regression. Regression is somebody who's been trained to do this. There's a process. It's definitely a lengthier process, and it's very involved in taking you back into that place in time and experiencing. You know, it's like you're experiencing that again. You're, you're experiencing that, and you're guided through that by your practitioner. So that's a little bit different, and I think that can be extremely healing and very, very deep. But with a reading, it's different. I think we're just looking at, you know, what was the lifetime, who, who, who you were, what was significant about it that you can take from that life and bring it into this one. And what can you learn? What can you release? What you, what can you let go of? So um, that's how I approach it anyway. Um, and I think, you know, oftentimes, it's less important to know your name. It's less important to know geographically, you know, I mean, sometimes I think it's significant to know the geography of where, you know, where you lived before. But I think it's more so about the feeling of it, the emotion, and connecting to that part of yourself that maybe needs to have a little bit of healing around, you know, that lifetime. 
So I know that when we pass to spirit, we transition, we do experience healing on a deep, deep level. But it is possible, you know, that we come back and we incarnate into a new lifetime and that there may be things that are a little bit left to left a little bit unresolved. You know, maybe there's a little bit of healing that's still left to do that maybe we can access in this life. So it, it is worthwhile, in my opinion, to, to look at that and to do that. So um, going back to the Akashic Records, that's also it's a vibration. So it's also a space where you could go to to just meditate in or you could go to the Akashic Records and create something. You could paint a picture in the Akashic Records. You could write poetry in the Akashic Records. You could ask questions about your life, about your soul, about your relationships with other people. You can do all of that within the records. So it's quite a beautiful, it's quite a beautiful thing to really experience and to experiment with. And so there's various ways that you can do that. You can do it through meditation. You can do it through prayer. Um, I basically do it through prayer and intention and just um, work with it that way. There's also this idea, you know, if you think about it, about soul family. So you'll know because you've, you've met, undoubtedly you've met someone in this life that is a stranger to you and yet you feel comfortable in their presence. You feel like you know them. It feels like they really know and understand you and you're thinking, how is this possible? Like we don't know, know each other on a physical, in the physical world. And so it's because it's likely they're part of your soul group, your soul family, and that you've had previous experiences with them before. So that's a real gift, you know, when you find those people. Sometimes they come in as friends, sometimes as romantic partners, sometimes as children, sometimes as uh, a, a boss, sometimes as a, a sibling, you know, they could come in any form, really. Um, but they're such a gift to us in this life. And I know that I have um, several people like that in this life that I've really encountered and just thought, oh my goodness, like I'm so blessed to have this experience with this person. Some that have become extremely close friends. Um, I definitely feel it, you know, in different areas of life. So you'll, you'll know by the way that they feel and that there's an understanding. Now, I will say this. Sometimes it can be complicated when you meet someone in this life and they've been a romantic partner of yours in previous lifetimes. Because if you're a woman especially, and I'm not trying to generalize, but it's just from my experience what I've seen. If you're a woman and you're intuitive or psychic and you run into this person that used to be a partner in a previous lifetime, it can feel very intense. It can feel intoxicating. Like, I, I think it's easy for people to really get caught up in this person. And it doesn't mean, I think, I think people think this is what it means, that, oh, because they have this connection and that strong feeling that they can feel from past lifetimes, that it must mean that this lifetime they're meant to be romantic partners again, that they're meant to be together. I would say most of the time, it doesn't mean that actually, but you could, because if you're intuitive, you can kind of feel that connection 
And so it can be a bit confusing. I, I think a lot of people run down the path of um, twin flames and all of this stuff, and it becomes a bit destructive. It becomes a bit of a, I don't know, like a chaotic mess because they think that because they've had that experience, that strong, intense, deep love, you know, in a previous lifetime, that that means that it's, if they come across that person in this life, that it's meant to happen. It's meant to be like that again. And oftentimes that person will appear in this life almost to show you like there, there's a little healing to do there, but also to show you that the, the partner that you're meant to be with in this life maybe has some of those qualities and that, you know, that love is possible in this life, but not so much because it's meant to be with them. Usually that connection is, is complicated. There's usually, you know, some kind of mitigating factor that could be, you know, that that person has a partner or you have a partner at the time, or it becomes this big, confusing, mess of one person running and one person, you know, one person running away and one person trying to, you know, like capture this person's love. And it can be a whole complicating mess. And I've seen it, I've seen it before. Um, and so I just, I would say just to be careful with that. Now, it's totally possible also that you could have that feeling and yes, you could have that love again in this life. You know, I'm not saying it's impossible, but just for the most part, I don't think that's why they come back in this life in that way. So there is that. Um, I also think too, if you ever have a dislike for someone and you don't know why, but you just feel like their energy is irritating to you or it's kind of like triggering to you, but there's not really a reason it could be that there is a past life connection where you've been in a situation with them before, they've done you wrong, and your soul kind of is still a bit salty. Like your soul has a memory of that, even if your human physical self does not. And so you could look at that sometimes and just be mindful of like, okay, I wonder, I wonder what that's about. And if you ask to be shown, you will, you can kind of see what the story was. You can kind of go into feeling into what was the issue. And even if you don't get specifics, you might get a theme like betrayal or, um, you know, deceit or um, selfishness or whatever. You know, there's some, there's some theme that you might be able to access. So I think you could always look at that as well. Um, I do believe that we, we do move in these soul families and soul groups and I think they extend beyond the main people in our lives I think sometimes it could be in this lifetime someone from your soul family could be an acquaintance it could even be a teacher that you had in grade four you know it's like it's not necessarily always all people that have been in your immediate family it, it extends past that and I think that on the whole we come in relatively at the same time, um, obviously staggered. And then there's a period of time that we would sort of spend back in spirit all together again. We all reunite and then begins the planning for the next incarnation, the next lifetimes, and then like this kind of coming back. Now, I think that's going to span a great deal of time. 
obviously there must be exceptions and and all of that I've had this question asked and I've I've thought about it too like okay what if someone passes away and then they reincarnate right away could how is the how is a medium supposed to connect or how is it possible that a medium's connecting with that person in spirit or is it possible and I believe that it is I think it's rare that somebody would pass and then reincarnate immediately I, I don't think that happens very often but if it did happen I think that we basically there's like a piece of us there's a part of us that remains in spirit so even if you know someone had come into a body a physical body into this life you could still access that person that you know that loved one um, mediumistically because there's a piece of them that resides still in the spirit world their consciousness um, so I think that's possible it's also possible that if that person is here in the physical world already the medium could connect and maybe they would be connecting with that person's soul even though the physical body you know has been or they've they've inhabited a physical body they're still able to contact the soul just like we can do a soul to soul connection here we can read soul to soul um so it's possible in both of those cases um so i i do think that's that's um important to note there's a lot i think the first book that i read about it was many lives many masters by dr brian weiss and um, that really got me thinking that really got me sort of like open my eyes and think about all of the possibilities and it was quite a fascinating read he's got a few books out there so if you're interested i would definitely check those out there's also on surviving death on netflix there's an episode about past lives that I found really interesting and I've chatted about it in previous episodes maybe a year ago um but definitely that um that one is fascinating and it's common for children to recall and remember their past lives because they've just come from spirit you know they've just they've just come from the other side so they still keep a touch of that sort of consciousness I also think that they're less inhibited they're not as worried about being labeled crazy they just say what they what they think and they say what they experience and they're very honest they're very open and so yeah you'll find that children do talk about past lifetimes and sometimes it's uncanny some of, some of the information that they can know about places um, historical events some kids even have like a, a strong understanding of um or like a natural ability with say like music like some some prodigies you know being like only a few years old that can play a you know piano and be like a you know be like a little like superstar you have to think where does that come from it's it's in my opinion usually this past life experience past life um incarnations where they've worked to master it and then they come into this lifetime and they don't need as much time because they've already worked on it their soul already knows um or children that are way too young to know about aircraft you know and all of the all of the different types of aircrafts and the names and the all this stuff and sometimes they know all about it as if they've flown those planes themselves before and in many cases i think that they have so it's quite fascinating to think about how, yeah, how children 
um, are able to access that information easily. And I think it's just because they're not so much in their heads. They're very much living in the moment and they're joyful, you know? So I think as adults, we put so much pressure on ourselves and we worry so much about how we're going to be seen or if we're going is you know am I making this up or am I crazy to think this or to you know to experience this and that really at the end of the day it's available to all of us so it is something to ponder it is something to think about uh, I know there's there's many lifetimes that I've seen and experienced of, of my own and there's probably many that I've yet to access and do I think that it's for everyone? No, I, I think that it depends where you're at on your spiritual path, if it's going to be helpful to you or not. Um, I also think that we're not meant to remember all of them and every single detail. I, I think that there's a reason why maybe some things we don't recall. So when you go to look at the past lifetimes, I do think you'll be shown what's helpful, you'll be shown what's significant, um, and that's it. You know, I, I don't think that it's possible to know every single thing, um, every single detail. But it's definitely interesting to experiment with and to really just wonder about. Um, there is a short story by Andy Weir, and it's called The Egg. And I do recommend reading it. I don't know... I mean, it resonates with me to some extent, but then there's some parts of it that I find challenging. Like there's some parts that I find difficult with it, but I think that you'll, you'll appreciate reading it. And I'm very curious to see what you guys, what your opinion is, you know, what you think of it. Um, but that's what I encourage also, like, let's look at all possibilities and then find what feels right and what resonates for each one of us. Just because I tell you all this stuff about past lifetimes doesn't mean that that's your truth. Um, doesn't mean that it should be. I'm just presenting you with, you know, my experience and also my perspective. But as with all of this stuff, it's really open to all of us to really find our own truth. So I do encourage that. Um, I will post in the Spirit Room Facebook group, the Spirit Room podcast group, um, a prayer that Spirit gave me in order to access the Akashic Records. If you're looking for something like that, I simply find that you can just sit with the intention, ask your guides to bring you, you know, into those, into the records. But if you're looking for a little prayer, I will post it in that group. If you're not a member, feel free to send a request and I'll approve. I'll let you in and you can access it from there. Um, but it would be cool to, to work on that. The other thing that I think is quite possible, I think that past life versions of ourselves can actually act as a guide to us. I There's one guide in particular that I know I lived as a past life as her. Um, and she was a medium and she's quite, she's quite feisty. She's quite strong-willed. She's quite determined lady. She's very talented. And she often guides me and helps me. And I can feel her presence when she comes in. And I can feel the energy of the words. Sometimes if I need to be more firm with someone, even in life, it doesn't even have to be with within my work, with my readings, even in life. It's like she comes and she makes me or influences my words 
the words that I choose, not only that, the energy of them. And my natural sort of state is quite, um, I don't know, it's quite like warm and quite open and quite like, you know, actually pretty easy going. But there's some times when that boundary is required or that, that stern, strict, firm energy is required, like no messing around, no BS. <laughs> um, and she, she definitely makes herself known. So I think it is possible that past life versions of ourselves can actually act as guides for us in this life which is wild if you think about it, but so cool at the same time. So, um, you know, it's just some things to think about, definitely. It's also interesting, of course, there's places in the world where geographically you're going to feel drawn to. I felt it many times. I felt it in England when I went, because I used to go there a lot for um, layovers when I was a flight attendant. I, I went to London quite often, actually. And I felt it there, just that I'd been there before and there was like a connection to that place. Also, I really felt it strong when I was in Ireland. The, like the, the feeling of being drawn to that place was so strong. And the way that that trip all kind of came together was very much orchestrated by spirit. But when I got there, it was like feet on the ground. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm home. Like it was just so amazing the energy that I felt and the connection that I felt I was like crying when I had to leave I was there for a week and it was so sad I was grieving to leave that place so some of you have places like that and they could be closer to home they could be far away you might not have a reason or a rhyme or a reason as to why but I think oftentimes it is because you've had past lifetimes there so it is important to I think just look at that overall it's a huge topic. I could probably fill a few episodes on this one, but I really wanted to just give you a taste of what it's all about. And like I said, I welcome your questions and comments and uh, just send you lots of love. Until next time, take good care and definitely reach out if you're looking for a mentorship, you're looking to join a development circle. There's tons available right now and private as well as group. So I'm happy to chat. So take good care and um, just remember that, you know, you don't need to be seeking the light. You are a part of the light. So just remember that. Sending you love. Bye.